22 pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive right center field. Base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Waiting for it. Oh, see, he booted it. One runner's in. Here comes the throw. everybody welcome back to the bell's mattress podcast this is episode 10 i am your host kylie and i'm jen and no Haley this week probably uh she's covering the eagles again philly's off season it's crazy schedule but when the phillies come back which is pitchers or catchers report in just under three weeks so that's fun um she's gonna be around more <laughs> yeah we are brought to you by Fired up sports and manscaped, and with that comes this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Support for Bell Smashes is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for all your shaving needs, and they just released beard products. So, all your grooming needs. They recently launched also the ultimate hygiene bundle for you or the men in your life, the performance package. Help yourself or him join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off and free shipping with code BELLSMASH at manscaped.com. Look, we're in the new year. They just released this cool stuff. Take advantage of it. Use your New Year's resolutions to better yourself, better your personal hygiene, or help the men in your life do that. They launched the Performance Package 4.0, and inside it, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Hair Nose Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies, or yours if you're like me and steal some of it. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and Dare I say the best trimmer ever. I got a quote for you. A direct quote. And it is. Love um, a direct quote from a user. Yes. Absolutely love a direct quote. It shaves better. 
the wireless charger is way more convenient for easier charging and the locking feature so it won't turn on in the travel bag is cool. That's all for the, the lawnmower 4.0 compared to their later models. So it's, they're just getting better, you know? Um, it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 4,000 LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Say goodbye to his hairy mess on the floor and sink or your hairy mess on the floor and sink. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner is the hygiene routine he needs to smell fresh and clean all day long. It works, I'm telling you. It's like your skincare routine, but for him, even through they even... Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and shed and the shed travel bag. Bring his comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of the man in your life. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELLSMASH. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELLSMASH at manscaped.com. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, there we go. <laughs> Love that. Again, advantage of this amazing opportunity. That person clearly had a, a, some great reviews. So you got to try it out for yourself or for the loved one in your life. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I stole the boxers because they weren't his size <laughs> and they're comfortable. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's get into the Phillies. This is one of the more interesting weeks with the home opener tickets finally going on sale. I know you got them before the, before they went on sale with that three-day package and you were a group leader, right? Correct. So, um, last year for my birthday, I got a bunch of tickets to sit in the Hall of Fame club um, with my family and everything and and some friends. So we had like 15, like 12 or 15 people. Um, so again, it just made more sense to get it as a group. And so as the leader, the one who organized and worked with the group sales office, um, I didn't know this, but it's really what helped got me in with the season ticket folks um, for playoff tickets and, and other things like that. So something to consider um, for people, you know, if you don't want to get season tickets or are thinking of a different way to, to get those types of privileges, it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, is that how you, you said that's how you got your postseason stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, I thought it was more than one game. I didn't know you had like 15 people go to one game. Yeah. That's insane. I love that. Um, it was a mess getting those tickets. I I had to go through TickPick, which TickPick, if you're listening, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I use them all the time. They, uh, I was on the website at 9.58 in the morning getting ready. Like I had everything set up right here, actually, waiting for the tickets to go on sale. And it kept saying sold out. 
And I was like, oh, well, that's probably just because they're saying that because they're about to go on sale in two minutes and it's fine. That wasn't the case. They were literally sold out. Um, How? So I, I think people were taking advantage of that opening day three game pack that they had, which I would have done if I didn't have to buy nine tickets when I know only when I could only guarantee me and one other person would be going. So I wasn't going to do that, but I'm still going. I got the opening day tickets or the home opener tickets. Um, they weren't a bad price. I've seen them skyrocket though, because third party and yeah, that. again, like it just, uh, event ticket sales in general, I is a soapbox that I would love to get on and preach about <laughs> how it's messed up the entire system. Uh, and I am, I wasn't planning on getting the three game pack, but I was kind of forced into it because I wanted to go to opening day. So exactly. <laughs> That's what happened there. Um, but very excited. We'll see you there. If you're listening, if you're watching, comment, send us a tweet, whether you're going. We're excited. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to all three games uh, that weekend. I want the pennant, which we're getting on opening day. I want the shirt, which we're getting on opening night. And I've never been to a ring ceremony. None of my teams are good, so I, I don't. I've never been to the ring ceremony. So I and I was too young for 2008. I was only 10. So I never got to experience a ring ceremony. And that was for a World Series win, not a World Series loss. So I've never experienced that. Yeah, I think it'll be regardless of it. Just that entire weekend, the vibes will mm -hmm. be amazing. Trey Turner's first official games in the pinstripes. Like, it's yeah. going to be wild. He, oh, he's going to be on this in the Sunday bests too on Sunday. Oh, all oh, those creams. Love it. There, oh. there isn't a Phillies jersey that I don't like. They all look so good. Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't a fan of the gray jerseys for any team. Um, I, I mean, I like the Marlins. The Marlins actually does look kind of nice, but I was like, I'm not really a fan. It's just plain boring dull and then i i started to think about it more and i was like you know what i actually kind of like ours but only ours yeah and i was gonna get i was like i'll get a harper gray jersey why not and i saw it was on sale the the week i was thinking about this so i was like you know i'm just gonna jump on it and did it <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I'm sure myself included, lots of people, you make some impulsive purchases, especially when it comes to the Phillies. So, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. It'll, it'll look great on you. you I have, it's, it's somewhere. I, I will. <laughs> I'll definitely wear it. Um, I have so many jerseys, especially Phillies jerseys, because they go on sale all the time. Um, I have like four Harbor jerseys, one in each color. Um, I have a Schwarber 
World Series and a Schwarber cream, but the cream one's fake. Um, the only jersey I've paid full price on was the Schwarber World Series one. The rest have been on sale or are fake. Which, obviously, that one was worth it. Yeah, I I <laughs> had a thing. Done, but <laughs> I I have this thing where I don't buy postseason stuff unless we win it all. Right. Obviously, that didn't work this year. Um, I bought all the merch just because of how fun this season as a whole was. So I just I had to, but I usually don't. Yeah, I have a some merch too. I wasn't planning on getting the. National League Championship Series black t-shirt, but then my sister-in-law was like, I'm at the team store. All the guys are on the field right now wearing that shirt. And so I was like, okay. That's the one I don't have, and I want it. it looks, That's the one I I've been it. looking for. It's so nice. I, I like it. It looks good. Um, I don't know. I, I just usually don't, but this season as a whole was so much fun with Everything that happened. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I agree. I think every purchase was completely worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can't wait to buy a lot more this year. Um, but this, speaking of the postseason, they also had, I forget what it was called, the... Um, where there were a couple of players and there was Topper. I forget what it was called. Oh, the, the media, Philadelphia media, sports media, something like that. Yeah, so, <laughs> something like that. And Topper was asked a question about the postseason and the fans or whatever. And you want to take this one away? Yes, I'm happy to. Said uh, <laughs> that one of his friends. A coach. So again, we don't we don't have to assume it was the manager, like head coach, but probably uh, on one of the teams that came and played at Citizens Bank Park during the playoffs. Uh, that described it as four hours of hell because it was so loud that the players couldn't think straight. They couldn't focus on anything, and it was legitimately a bad experience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At first, when I, when I saw that, I was like, you you can't compare a play, uh, an, an area like Philly. You can say that this place is loud or stuff like that. And there's places that are close, like watching the Braves at home in the playoffs. I was like, okay, that is not an area I'd want to play in. They seem to get really hyped at anything that happens. To give my least favorite team credit, I had to there. Mm -hmm. But I think the manager that said that was Snicker, the manager of the Braves. It's either Snicker or the, um, what's his name, from the Padres. Yeah, I, I don't think it was the Astros. I don't think it was Dusty. It, there's no way. Yeah, or, the Ast or Dusty, which I don't also don't think it was Dusty because he has been there before, even before he was on, obviously, on the um, Astros. Yeah. And with the 2017 cheating scandal, they have been scrutinized everywhere they go ever since 2017. So I seriously doubt they were the ones to say that. I think it was Snicker because 
when I went to game three, which was the first playoff game back in Philadelphia for mm-hmm. 10 years, we clearly got to them as a fan base. And this is not to do cringy crap or anything like that. Like, literally, you could tell it was getting to them and affecting them because of how Strider was pitching. Even the fans, literally, every all 46,000 people shouting, Strider, Strider. Like, how can that not get to you? I t- when that's all my mom, my mom and I talk about this all the time because obviously we were there, we were contributing to that. And you could just, it just had such a different feel to it. I had never experienced any game like that ever before. And it just felt like they were really getting rattled by. I mean, who, what other, how many other fan bases would chant DUI when, um, I think it was Ali's that was up to bat, Azuna was up to bat. How many other fan bases do that? Like, I, I also participated in that chant because that was hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. I did too. You know, I did. Like, yeah. it was when I first heard them doing that, I was like, so we're doing this now. Okay, I can get behind that. Like that that series specifically, I had no doubt in my mind we were going to win. Same. Because like it against the Padres, I was like, okay, this could be a competitive series and you know, it's it could go either way. The Astros, I was like at this point, I'm proud of them, whatever, whatever they did. So hopefully they don't break my heart, which they did. But that's besides the point. I had There was zero doubt in my mind that we were going to beat the Braves. They came into Philly expecting it to be different. They expected it to just be cheering and happy, like typical Philly game. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and... Um... I have an Apple watch for those who don't have, you know, you've seen it. If you don't have one, it tells you when you're the environment that you're in is too loud. And so I I get this at like concerts, um, you know, things where are like sometimes at the gym, if they're blaring the music, for Mm -hmm. example. Right. And that, that when I get it at a concert or at the gym, it's like in 90 decibels or whatever they used to measure. Yeah. Now I went to the Eagles playoff game last weekend. That one went up to like a hundred some, you know, low one hundreds. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was like, I'm curious, was it really louder at Citizen Bank Park, which I thought it was. And according to my watch, yes, it was. The Brave series got up to like 110 decibels. Yeah. That that was it was stupidly loud. It was so much fun game game three specifically there was a lot to it you could tell it felt special just walking around um i mean it was my first playoff game in my life for baseball um i actually think it was my first playoff game in general but um it just walking around there i walked around there to meet up with a couple people and you know i met Liv from the Phillies fans community. Um, shout out Liv. Which, shout out Liv. Shout out the community. 
But um, when I was walking around, it just felt so different. And when I actually got to meet uh, Middleton, so that was cool. Like, it was just very different than a normal game. And you could tell. You absolutely could tell. Yeah, I I can't compare that atmosphere to anything else. Anything. I mean, the Eagles have been good for forever. I mean, they've had a couple down years. We've, you know, we won a Super Bowl, and it was all Eagles are Eagles. It's always going to be allowed at Eagles games. and Exactly. Right. So, but, right. And so when it's the Phillies and you, you could just feel – how long I tried to describe this to a friend who's not a Phillies fan, like all of the emotions of over a decade of being bad. And yeah. finally you have made it back into the postseason. That is what the energy was there. And that's where the sound was coming from. And I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Same. And I mean, like UK Phillies, we were talking about with him last week and I mean, we he especially has experienced nothing. And, you know, I remember 2008, just barely. I remember being in my basement when we won. I remember the parade on, on Halloween. I remember trick-or-treating after that. You know, I was there at the parade. I trick-or-treated in Philadelphia. Like, But over these t- last 10 years, we've had prospects come up, like Dominic Brown or uh, Spencer Howard, specifically like these prospects just don't work out and to have this is why you know i love Stott, i love bohm you know reese is my guy nola like these players that have that are from our system it's just it's a different kind of phillies now and i think the city has i know the city has been waiting for this and it clearly showed and we it clearly showed and as we always talk about the moves that they made this off season, that they want to continue this success and keep winning. So as long as they keep doing that, the fans will keep showing up. And I felt like that was a really good segue into one of our other topics about the farm, you know, the system. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so they, the Phillies released earlier this week also the list of non-roster invitees to spring training. So other guys that aren't on the current roster that they want to give the opportunity to come to spring training, um, get, get playing time and, you know, see where it goes. Yeah. They broke it down between right-handed pitchers, left-handed pitchers, infielders, and then catchers. There so, is a crap load of right-handed pitchers. I know. And I, I want to, <laughs> we already talked about how many right-handed pitchers we have. But yeah, it's our whole farm, which, you know, again, we'll deal with that when it becomes a real problem right now. I think we're, we're stacked, uh, but notable names, of course, Andrew Painter, um, Griff McGarry and Mick Abel were all on that list. Yeah, so we can start. We can start there. So what do you think, Kylie? So. With the signing of Taiwan Walker, I think this really helps Andrew Painter develop. I don't know 
if he'll be there opening day. I, he's obviously not going to start opening day, like, no matter what. It's probably going to be Wheeler. But um, I, I think he'll – I don't know what I want him to do because I want him to be able to be on the roster now and contribute and, you know, learn from everybody we have right now while he still can because we don't know – how long Nola and Wheeler are going to be here. Um, He can learn from everybody right now, and this is the perfect opportunity for him to do that. This kid is 19 years old, and he's the number one rated pitching prospect. Insane. Insane. Like. And he's ours. And he's ours. That's the biggest thing. He's ours. And Painter and Abel means so much to me because – this is the they were the first two drafts where I actually watched who we picked. Um, uh, because I never really watched the baseball, the MLB draft, or you know, I never watched really watched spring training. I never watched too much of that. I really just cared about the roster when it was official and was hoping the same way. <laughs> that's when I started. Yeah. And but the the first year I was like, you know what? Let me just watch. Why not? And I see that McAbel was one of the higher-rated pitchers, and he keeps falling. And it, I'm like, okay, well, why not? And then he started to fall close to us, and I was like, please draft him. And they drafted him, so he's he's always been my guy. And then the year after that, we got Painter, and um, I when we first got him, I was like. If he turns out to be really good, the memes with his last name are going to be off the charts. I was just going to say, can you <laughs> You can't write this any better. A pitcher named Painter. Yeah, you can't. Can you imagine what Philly's Muse is going to do? No. And All like, the memes. <laughs> shout out Philly's Muse. Great content, as always. Um, and I'm, I'm imagining fans in the stands, like, in like overalls and with, with paint brushes and things like that. Some chaotic stuff that we're just going to do because we're Philly fans. Like that's, yeah. that's our way. Um, but my fear is always, you know, just because they worked out and are doing so well in the minors doesn't mean it's going to transition in the majors. Absolutely. That's always my fear. You know, Spencer Howard, I loved that dude. Didn't work out. Yeah. And again, as Phillies fans, we have trust issues based on experiences like that. Yeah. Uh, but you and I especially try to be optimistic. It's hard to know until it actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's difficult, you know, because pros are so different at every level. It's super different. And I mean, if he can do this well in the in Dublin AAA, he should be able to do okay in the bigs, but there's never a guarantee. And I don't want us to rush him. I don't want us to mess up his development because this kid can be super special. I agree. And he's just going to be another part of the daycare that got torn apart and is going to get rebuilt. I know, right? Some of our daycare kids graduated. 
<laughs> I love that. They graduated. Yeah, they did. And, you know, it's, they deserve starting spots. They do. And on a team that doesn't have any pressure of the postseason or a World Series like Philly does. Now, apparently. Yeah, now we do. Absolutely. Out of nowhere. Crazy. But. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I mean, going into this, the the season last year, I was just like, you know, it's probably going to be a good season. And then we all know what happened after that. And then what happened after that. So it's, we didn't expect to be World Series contenders ever. Just postseason hopefuls. Um, but now is the time where we have to like take advantage of Harper's Prime and do some moves that might hurt the fans' feelings a little bit to better the team. Right. So it's it sucks, but it's better for both. You're right. I agree. Um, another notable pitcher on that list, Mark Appel. Yes. Um, we also love him. He has an incredible story. If you're unaware, please look it up. But he did get some playing time with us this past season as well and did pretty he well. Did well. Yeah, yeah, he did well. So I agree that he deserves another chance. Oh, yeah, he absolutely deserves another chance, especially with our bullpen looking relatively thin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know we have Kimbrell, we have Alvarado, we have Sir Anthony, and we have players that can relieve, but I don't want to put my my trust in the hands of, you know, like a Bilotti. I yep. That's for when we get blown out or we're blowing someone out low – low-intensity games. I want someone like Capella to hopefully work out and be another piece that can close or relieve. Right. And he doesn't care. He just wants to play. So I know he was struggling when he got sent back down. Um, But when he was up with us, he was great. So – Why not? (laughs) Exactly. Why not? Again, this list is just people they have invited to spring training. It's nothing is that are not on the roster. Right. So players like Derek Hall, who are on the 40 man roster. Exactly. Are roster invitees to spring training. So it's it's different. Like um, I saw a couple of people wondering why a certain player wasn't there. Well, it's because he's on the 40 man roster. So. He automatically goes to spring training. That's a good um, clarification to make that not everyone might know. So yeah, definitely. It's because my first thinking was where's Hall, mm-hmm. and then I remembered, oh yeah, he's already on the forty man roster. So which by the way, yeah. And if people are curious, you can go on the Phillies website and see the current forty man roster. Yeah. So that's we got that. Um, I don't know. It's. There's going to be a couple tough decisions to make, I think, with uh, – I mean, Sosa is clearly the number two guy on the infield. Mm-hmm. He's going to replace, you know, Boehm or 
maybe even Turner. I doubt he replaces Turner, though. Um, Turner seems to kind of just want to play every game, all game. So I don't, I don't know if he'll be replaced. Um, he might be, but I maybe not even for defense. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll see. Or like on days when Turner is off, stop my yeah. short stop, and Sosa a second maybe. Yeah, um, that is definitely a possibility too. Or if. Stott needs a day off, or Bohm needs a day off. He's he is the next guy in line, which we need because it's a long season. It is, and yeah, he is a great bench piece. Love his energy, and decently talented player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um. Which is Love Sosa is all I have to say about that. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to get – we're all trying to get the Phillies to actually say. I know. <laughs> Everybody's trying. They're like, this is the closest you'll get. We're, we're getting there. I, I don't think it's going to be too far off where we actually get that. One day. One day. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the final things, though, this week is uh, – Scott Rowland got into the Hall of Fame. He hasn't ruled out going in as a Philly. Um, right. But, I mean, I'll just say I think I'd be surprised if he did. I definitely would, too. Um, he and the Cardinals are like that. Yeah. So, uh, and again, I'm a couple years older than Kylie. Um, <laughs> so when Roland started, when Roland was on the Phillies, that's kind of, I was at the age where I was like start, just starting to get into baseball and like understand, you know. So my memories of him are vague. <laughs> but I know that, yeah, again, what Kylie was saying about him, his time on the Cardinals, Seems to be less, you know, more memorable, um, good time of his career as opposed to his time on the other teams. Yeah, he only played for, I believe, three teams, I think it was. Um, I don't remember exactly. He, yeah, three teams. He played for the Phillies, the Reds, and the Cardinals. Um Oh, and the Blue Jays. I forgot the Blue Jays, too. So, okay. four teams. Um, he was with us from 96 to 2002. So, he started his career with us. He was an all-star only for the Cardinals. So, that's great. Um, and the Reds. So, the Cardinals and the Reds saw him with, with the all-star. He won Rookie of the Year with us. Uh, Silver Slugger in 2002. So it's he's in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. I don't see he won a gold glove with us a few times, but I don't I don't see him going in as a Philly. Most of his accolades are with the Cardinals. And like what I remember what what I was reading this week was 
he left the Phillies because he wanted to be on a winning team. And, you know, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, except two years later, we won the World Series after him. So, right. And we went back the following year. That that was peak Phillies baseball from 2008 to 2011. Yep. That was peak Phillies baseball. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see the same kind of players. I mean, hopefully Bohm turns into, you know, a very good third baseman. Hopefully Turner pans out and helps solidify the shortstop. Hopefully Stott is a gold glove second baseman. You know, hopefully these players can do that because they can. Uh, will they? I, I don't know. Nobody knows, obviously, but. But I agree with you. Like the, the players on that 2008 team, each one of them was like at their peak. Yeah. That exact season. So. Yeah. Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Ruiz, mm -hmm. Cliff Rollins. Lee, Brad Lidge, Jimmy Rollins. Uh, there's Jason Worth, Shane Victorino. Yeah. Like there's a boatload of them. And, I mean, if we won the World Series uh, this past year, it it's not the same kind of roster as 2008 was. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's interesting. It's just an interesting thing to, to look at because – I mean, it. how I was talking about, I think, two weeks ago that – this current Phillies team is very much used to playing as the underdog. Nobody mm -hmm. imagined, the fans included, that they would make it to the World Series. 2008, everyone expected the Phillies to go to the World Series from the beginning, again, because each of the players on the roster was at his peak. So it's just two very different um, circumstances. Both have ended up winning. So, again, that's just baseball. <laughs> You know what's funny, though? Um, John Foley was posting the records of the 1980, the 2008, and this year's Phillies team throughout the season. Yeah. And everything was following right up with each other. And then he compared, when we went to the World Series, compared every World Series appearance team, 80, 93, 2008, I don't know why he did 93, actually, because he didn't do 2009. Now that I think about it, I don't know. But he, he compared them all, and it was eerily similar. It was. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Um, Jimmy Rollins did not get into the Hall of Fame, unsurprisingly. Mm -hmm. He only had like 11 point something percent of the votes. Yeah. I think he'll get in with time, though. Maybe. I hope so. He's, he's the best shortstop we've ever had in our history, so hopefully he gets in. I mean, we haven't had much luck at shortstop in our history, but so it's not saying a whole lot, but he's still the best shortstop I've ever had, and it's it's Gerald, Like He's a legend. He's Straight up legend. And I don't know. He 
I think he'll get in with time, though, because Roland had like 9% of the votes or something like that his first year or something, and he then he had 11, and then he skyrocketed to making it, or some crazy low percentage over time and eventually got in. So I think with Jimmy Rollins, that's going to be the same thing, too. I, I really hope so. I, I mean, this he has a World Series. Um, yeah, he won a Gold Glove. At least he has one. an MVP. Has an MVP. So he has these accolades, and I don't know. He, I don't know what what would consi- consist of him getting into the Hall of Fame because, I mean. He stole, I forget how many stolen bases he had, but he was, he has the highest amount for a shortstop and he's among the shortstops with all these stats that are in it. Yeah. And I, it's, I'm blanking right now, but there is one Phillies Twitter person who has been constantly posting these types of stats, like that Jimmy Rollins is the only shortstop to do X, Y, Z. And Again, rightfully so, he is deserving of a spot. Yeah, he absolutely is. And, I mean, when when I think of the 2008 Phillies, you know, or the early 2000s Phillies, the ones that got me into Phillies baseball, he's, like, right there, obviously. I mean, with him and Howard, they're my two favorites. And, you know... They were, they were a constant thing. They were, they had played for the Phillies most of their career, and obviously none of this should make you into the Hall of Fame playing for one club your entire career. But, um, I mean, he played for the Dodgers too. But for most of his career, he was a Philly, and that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer, obviously. But he is up there with the stats, so I don't understand why maybe not get in right away, but why the percentage was so low. Yeah. It it definitely should not have been that low. So yeah, that's, I think that's my biggest issue with the, yeah, look, we all know the media and everybody not from, not a Philly fan just hates Philadelphia and every sport. A great Philadelphia athlete once said, no one likes us. We don't care. Yeah, and that's been our motto ever since. Um, so, I don't know. It's just we like playing as the underdog, and then I get mad when people under people underrate us or our players. So I, I got to pick I a know. side. Like, which, one, which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, I, I go back and forth all the time with that. It, I don't know. It's But it is consistently satisfying to – prove all the haters wrong so yes it is absolutely satisfying to do that i mean being the braves nobody thought being the padres nobody thought just things that nobody thought the phillies specifically could do mm-hmm. they did same with the eagles same with you know the six same with every philly team just we play better as the underdog but we hate it when people underrate us 
You know, we like to have our cake and eat it too that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. Uh, I feel like that's a good way to end it. Have our cake yeah. and eat it too. <laughs> now I like legitimately need a slice of cake. <laughs> no, right? Exactly. Um, I was watching a TikTok at work because I had nothing better to do. And I saw him cutting up a chocolate bar. And I was like, I want a chocolate bar now. So hopefully when people see this, they want cake. <laughs> yeah. Go get a snack, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that concludes this week's shortened episode. Uh, we are brought to you by Fired Up Sports and Manscaped. Use use the code Bell Smash. Don't know how much longer you'll have that, so it's always good to use it. Take advantage of it. It can be anything. They have beer products. Uh, they have shampoo, conditioner, toiletry bag, everything. They literally have everything. Exactly. So. So go check them out. They're all they're great. They they have everything. So, so do it. <laughs> we will see you guys hopefully with Haley next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.